He took a deep breath as he knocked on the door. Behind the door, he could hear the murmuring of little kids. Who was going to be the one to open it? Finally, a little girl opened the door and she stood there frozen. Not in fear, but in shock. She couldn't believe who was standing there. As tears began to well up in her eyes, she muttered the only word she could, Daddy. With tears in his eyes, he bends down and picks up his little girl. It had been years since he heard the word Daddy. It had been years since he got to hug his little girl. You see, this man had just gotten out of prison. His charge, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, hey, my name is Chase Steves. I'm one of the associate pastors at the Fallbrook campus. Uh, and today I get the privilege of continuing our series in the Beatitudes. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, it says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, it says, Happy are those who, who are persecuted for doing right, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I think back to that story I shared with you a moment ago. It came from a book called The Insanity of God. And I was drawn to the book by the title, uh, Is God Insane? Well, of course not. The premise of this book was um, sometimes God's going to call us to do really hard and uncomfortable things. Things that don't make sense, that the world looks at and goes, what are you doing? The question is, do we trust God enough to do what he says and are we obedient and have enough faith to do the calling that he's calling us to go to? The interview continued and they asked him, um, what was it like in prison? And he goes, it was really difficult. He said, there were times where they'd beat me and they'd waterboard me. And when that didn't work, there were times that they would um, put me in solitary confinement in a cold, wet, damp prison room. I'd be there for weeks on end. And I knew at any point, if I just denied Jesus, all of this was going to be taken away from me. But he stood firm in that. And then when they realized they couldn't break him physically, they were going to try to break him mentally. The guards got together and they fabricated the story of his family that were killed in a car accident. They take it to this man and they share, your family is, is dead. We'll let you go home and say your goodbyes, but you need to deny Jesus first. With tears in his eyes, he was unable to do so and the guards left furious. They knew there was no way to break this guy's faith, his trust in Jesus. They knew they weren't going to make him compromise and change who he is in Jesus. So the guards, after a couple more weeks, sent him away and said, you can go, but never preach the gospel again. Their interview ended with a question. The author asked him, what is one thing you'd like to tell the American church? He paused and thought for a moment. And he said, I would tell them, don't give up in freedom what I wouldn't give up in persecution. Don't give up in freedom what I wouldn't give up in persecution. That rocked me because I thought, man, you'd ask for support. You'd ask for help. You'd ask for prayer. Instead, it's a charge to the American church to be bold, to stand firm. It makes me think of this verse in Hebrews 10, verse 39. It's right before the hall of faith and just after this section on perseverance. And it says this, it says, we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. Man, I love that idea of, of we don't shrink back church, I think we're known as the American church of um, we're really good at playing weekend Christianity. We're really good at being undercover. We'll go on the weekends, but that doesn't change what we do Monday through Friday. Some of you are doing a really good job of being bold and living out your faith with Jesus. Thank you for the model you're following. Others, we need to say, what does that look like if we stand up for truth in our workplace, in our homes, in our communities? It may cost us a job. It may cost us a promotion. It may cost us a friendship. It may cost us not getting invited to certain things. But if we stand up for truth, it's going to be worth it. And as this verse says, we're going to be blessed. We're going to be happy for doing what is right. You see, I think we've bought into this lie that we're called to be comfortable. Uh, and I think God calls us more to make an impact. Sometimes those are going to go hand in hand. You're going to have comfort and impact together. Other times they're going to be a stark opposition. And you're going to have to lay aside your comfortability to have an impact for the kingdom. My question for you is, where is an area of your life 
where you need to say, you know what, I've been comfortable for too long. God has called me to be a light, to bring truth into this situation. And I need to lay aside my comfortability to bring truth and to bring light into that. Even if it costs me something, we see in scripture, we're gonna be blessed if we do that. So dosers, I'm gonna join you in praying for you. I look forward to hearing stories of where you laid aside your comfort for truth and how God blessed you and how the light of Jesus was made known in our community because of what you had done. I'm gonna be praying for you and I look forward to seeing you next time.